Hey, hey, good afternoon. I have missed our time together. We're coming off of a two-week holiday break. Today is Tuesday, January 10th, 2017, and this is Bevan Caramello. You are listening to your weekly Skinny with Jesus, and I am so very glad that you've tuned in today. Uh, Whether you have dialed into the live call, uh, we meet right here, um, same dial-in number, every week, Tuesdays at 2 o'clock, or maybe you are listening to the playback. Either way, I'm so glad you're here. Um, The playback for this call is available for a week uh, until next week's live call will replace it. Um, So you can listen live, you can listen to the playback, or you can always find the calls in our Weekly Skinny Facebook page under the Files tab. If you have not added yourself there yet, um, I encourage you to do that. Search Weekly Skinny on Facebook, and then you just add yourself there, and uh, it's an open page. All are welcome, so feel free to invite others to join us as well. If you have found value here, if this is a place where you tune in and um, think others would would find value here as well, then I encourage you to invite them. So now with that, let's get started. Okay, many of you will remember uh, we are in the middle of a series right now called Women of Influence, and we're talking about just that, okay? Influential Women of the Bible. And for you men out there who listen each week, I know there's a few of you, this series is for you too. I promise that you're going to be able um to draw some pretty good stuff from the lives of these women as well, okay? It's about their character and their choices and the lives that they lived, not their gender, okay? Um, So if you have your Bible with you today, turn with me to the book of Ruth. It's in the Old Testament right after the book of Judges before you get to all the first and seconds, okay? First and second Samuel, first and second Kings, first and second Chronicles, et cetera, et cetera. You get it, okay? So you guessed it. Today we are going to be looking at the life of Ruth, okay? And this story is actually going to take us through the next couple of weeks. Um, And today we're also going to take a look at Naomi. Um, She was Ruth's mother-in-law. It's really hard to look at the book of Ruth without looking at Naomi because the two are, are very closely tied together. So before we talk about them, though, I want to give you guys a little bit of history so that we can kind of have a a picture of where Ruth is in her life and what's going on around her when her story is taking place. Ruth and Naomi lived during the time of the Judges, okay? And that's actually, the book of Judges comes right before the book of Ruth. Um, It took place over a thousand years before Christ, Okay, and the nation of Israel lived in the promised land at this point, but they were still in a constant cycle of sin and disobedience to God, which would ultimately would lead them to being captured and oppressed by their enemies over and over and over again. Okay, so um, they 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 would sin. They were disobedient to God. They would be captured. And then eventually they would cry out to God for help, ask God to deliver them and save them from their enemies. And God, in his mercy and love for them, would raise up a judge 
to lead them to freedom. Okay, so remember a few weeks ago, one of our, our influential women of the Bible, our women of influence, we talked about Deborah. She was in the book of Judges. She was one of the judges that God raised up, okay? So and that's just one of 12. So um, ultimately, the judge would lead them to freedom. And then and ultimately, he would lead them back to him, um, where they would stay for years until that cycle would repeat itself again. And then in their rebellion, it would all start all over again. Okay, so um, Judges 21, verse 25 um, says, everyone did as he saw fit. Okay, so you guys can imagine just in the cycle of then, this time period where everyone did as he saw fit. Everybody was his own, his own, had his own laws, his own rules, his own moral code. Suffice to say, it was nuts, okay? Lawlessness, disobedience to God. I mean, it even gets as far as um, in Judges chapter 19, we learn of a rape and murder that a whole town wants to just allow it to go unpunished. That's how far the people have drifted from God during different times throughout this time period, okay? People are out of control, right? Because that's what happens when when we're left to ourselves, when we distance ourselves from God, and when we are left to our own selfish desires, right? We become the most disgusting version of ourselves, okay? So right smack in the middle of this time period lived a woman named Ruth. That is where our story starts, okay? That is, we're in the book of Ruth, okay? Her story is simple. There's really not a whole lot to it. In fact, when when I was starting this series, I kind of thought about leaving her out because I, for a while I thought her story was kind of boring. We're going to hear about her gleaning barley and grain in a field and marrying a man and I mean but it, there were just at first I thought there wasn't a lot to it and I thought it was almost dull until I did the research on her and the research on the time period of the book of Judges and when we paint it when we paint her story on this backdrop and we realize that her simple life was really way more than that and it, her simple life stood out simply because of the contrasting lives of those being lived around her. Okay. So just to give you a a little bit of Ruth's history, she was a Moabite. Okay. She was a foreigner. She was not a Jew, not an Israelite. Okay. But she married an Israelite who had been living in Moab with his parents and one other brother. Okay. So Naomi and her husband, and their two sons, they leave because um, there was a famine, and they go to Moab, okay? And that is where um, Ruth comes into the story because one of the brothers marries Ruth. Well, Ruth's fought fast forward. Ruth's father-in-law, her husband, one of the sons, and then her brother-in-law, the other son, they all die. Okay, so all three men of the family die, leaving behind her mother-in-law, Naomi, and a sister-in-law named Orpah. O-R-P-A-H. I know, that's a doozy. Um, Be glad your mom didn't name you that. It's kind of like Oprah, but the R and the P are reversed. So 
Naomi decides now with her, her husband has died and her two sons have died. And Naomi decides that she's going to return to her people in Bethlehem. Okay. The famine is over and she is, she doesn't have a man to protect her, provide for her anymore. So she's going to turn around and go back. They've lived there for over a decade and she's heading home. Okay. And remember the people in Bethlehem, Naomi, who's an Israelite, these are, the Israelites are not Ruth's people. Okay. But Ruth decides to go with her. Why? Okay. So this is what we're going to really look into today. We're going to talk about some other parts of Ruth's life next week. Today we're really going to be looking at why Ruth decided to go with Naomi back to Bethlehem. So she could have easily chosen the other path, right? She could have easily decided to go back to her parents' house and to find another husband. Remember, this is not a pretty picture in time for these three women to be without the protection of men, right? To be traveling alone across country during a time when, remember our verse that we just read in Judges 21, verse 25, when everyone just did as he saw fit. Scary, right? So I think Ruth knew the road she had chosen, right? Without the protection of her family, a road without the protection of men. Because I think she was certain of the protection of her God. Let's look at Ruth chapter 1 in verse 16. Okay, so here Naomi is urging Ruth and Orpah to stay with their own people. She's going to go on to Bethlehem and she says, you guys stay here, okay? And in response, Ruth in verse 16 says, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. You guys, Ruth has made her choice. The choice that trumps all other choices. She has chosen her God. And so this is a part of her story that we cannot look at without looking at Naomi. So Naomi, who came from Bethlehem, who's now lost everything, she's a widow, she's buried two sons, but when she came across the country, she brought with her her God. Naomi, you know, can you just picture bacon bread, washing clothes, doing what women did? She's the one who introduced Ruth to God. And the one who introduced her to God is leaving. And remember, Ruth's Ruth people don't know God. Okay, but Ruth and Naomi have a relationship centered around their faith in God. And so Naomi, we have to we have to look at her here because of the influence that she had on Ruth. Naomi had a real relationship with God. Right? So much so that Ruth wanted to know him too. 
Ruth came to know him too. So this leads us to our big questions and our, our big thoughts for today. Number one, have you made that choice? You know, Ruth made a really hard choice. When she was faced with it, she left everything that was comfortable. She left everything that she knew. She left all security. And she chose her God. Do you know your God? That's our first big question that we need to wrestle with this week. And if so, our second question, does my life make others want to know my God? That's our second question. Does my life make others want to know my God? You know, it's not easy. I would never say it's easy to live a godly life. I don't know many people living a godly life who would say it's easier or say that it's, yeah, easier. But, you know, the closer we get to him, the more we should look like him. Right? And and we're all going to fall short every day. But do you know who owns your heart? Does he own your heart? Are you working daily to look more like him? Okay, so there we are. That is, that's our big jump into 2017. And it is a doozy, right? But we're making resolutions right now. And we're trying to eat healthier. We're trying to exercise more. We're trying to go to bed earlier, get up earlier, you know, not yell at the kids all these things that we are trying to do with our lives. We need to add this one to the list. So ask yourself, does my life make others want to know my God? Are you going to look more like God in 2017 than you did in 2016? I mean, I hope I look more like him tomorrow than I did today. And you guys have heard me say it over and over again. You guys know if we want to look more like him, we've got to draw closer to him. And how do we do that? We've got to get into the word, right? So here's what I want you to do before next week. I want you guys to read the book of Ruth. It's short and sweet. It's only four chapters. You can read it all in 20 minutes. But don't read it all in 20 minutes. Read a chapter a day. If you have a study Bible, read the notes that go along with that chapter on the day that you read that chapter. And pray before you read that chapter. Pray that God would show you what he has for you today. Pray before every time before you open the word. Just that God would give you wisdom beyond your own. He'd give you supernatural wisdom and understanding that you could never have on your own. And that he would make it come alive to you and make it real to you. So before we meet next week, I want you guys to read the book of Ruth. We're going to pick up here and go a little bit further into the book of Ruth next week. And we're going to meet a man named Boaz. And we are going to see how God redeemed this situation, these two widows who have chosen him 
We have nothing else, but they have him. And um, that is where we are going to pick up next week. All right. Um, on that note, would you guys please bow your heads and pray with me? Father God, thank you so much for this time together. Thank you, Lord, um, for your word. Thank you for Ruth and Naomi and this reminder, Lord, to uh, be focused and present and intentional about living godly lives in front of those around us who are watching. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to be intentional about living lives that lead others to you. I pray, Father, that you would convict our hearts about the places in our lives that need to change. I pray, Lord, that you would guide us this week as we dive into your word, that you would give us wisdom and understanding. Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for each person on this call. And I pray, Lord, that you would just bring us all back here together next Tuesday at 2. All right, guys. We're right on clockwork. That's Cheerio barking in the background. And the FedEx guy, I'm sure, dropping something else off at my door. As you guys know, (laughs) I think it happens almost every Tuesday around 2 o'clock. So there we go. There we have it. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the call today and i hope to see you right back here next week tuesday at two until then god bless you and yours bye now